Welcome back to the Ultimate Pocket Therapist. We are a mother and daughter team of Shanette and Brooke, wanting to educate, entertain, and enlighten all of you to mental health. Yep. Here we are. Here we are. (laughs) Okay. And here is the disclaimer. This is not a therapy session, and I am not your therapist. And if anything we ever talk about brings up issues, triggers anything for you, we really encourage you to seek help and look at resources available in your community. In fact, we would like to share a resource with you now. This podcast is being sponsored by BetterHelp. Like we have mentioned in each of our podcasts, if anything we talk about triggers or brings up any issues, don't hesitate to seek counseling. Everyone has struggles, and therapy does not need to be scary. Everyone deserves to be happy, and you don't need to worry about finding a therapist near you. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And as a special offer to Ultimate Pocket Therapist listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash therapist. That's betterhelp.com slash therapist. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. So, uh, let's talk about some freaking teenagers, mom. Yeah, apparently (laughs) they're out of control (laughs) all over. (laughs) So that's what we're talking about this week. We have actually received um, several like little snippets and scenarios and questions about kids, teenagers that are kind of out of control and parents need some help with. So we decided to pick two of them and kind of um, share these two this episode. Yep. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and read both of them, and then we can kind of go into talking about it instead of stopping and reading the second one. Yeah, because I think if we if we broke it up too much, we'd end up... Um, we'd be confused. We'd be confused. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Face it. Yeah. I think we we'd can't end do up, that. <laughs> we'd end up explaining the same things a couple yeah, of times. Yeah, we can't multitask. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> okay, so the first one. It says, Dear ladies, I need some direction with my daughter. She is 16 and the youngest of four children. My two oldest are out of the house. She and my 19-year-old son still live at home. I know my husband and I spoiled her. I am constantly reminded by my oldest kids that she, quote, gets away with murder and that we were much harder on them. (laughs) When COVID hit and the schools were shut down, she started to get behind in school. She hated working from home and it was a battle. She started getting really defiant, not just with schoolwork, but with everything. She also started yelling back, not just at me, but also my husband. We knew she was struggling with being isolated from her friends as she is very social. We suggested counseling, but she refused to go. She stated that we needed counseling, not her. (laughs) Now that things have opened up after COVID, she refuses to go to school. 
She will not do online school, and I have gotten her packets to do to complete her classes, and she refuses to do them. She will go out with her friends and not come home on time. We have tried grounding her, taking away her car, and taking her cell phone away. She will just walk out the door and leave with friends. There have been times that I thought she was in her room, gone to check on her, and she's gone. It is always a fight when she comes home. My husband doesn't even want to deal with her anymore. (laughs) He gave up. (laughs) I could definitely use some ideas. Thanks. You definitely could. Yes. I'm glad she's not mine. (laughs) Oh, dear. The, The second one is just a little short snippet, but we thought we would include it. It says, Dear Ultimate Pocket Therapist, any ideas on a son age 16 who is starting to show signs of going down the wrong path? I don't like any of his friends. They have all been in trouble and in and out of juvenile detention, mostly for vandalism and smoking pot. He has not been caught yet, but it is only a matter of time as I don't think any of his friends have straightened up. He does okay in school, but has been suspended a couple of times for minor violations. He comes home on time and is respectful at home. He will do chores when asked. I just think he could make better choices. Okay. Okay. Yes. There we have it. So that's our uh, our topic this mm-hmm. week is out of control. And they're 16-year-olds, you see. See, yeah. and I yeah. think the biggest <laughs> point of all of this to take away is just don't have 16-year-olds. There you go. Just yeah, avoid just them. Ban them. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, just, you know. When they hit 15, remove them from the home. Yeah, you know, maybe even like 14 and a half. You just <laughs> remove them, and then you're like, you can come back, back at 19. There you go. Mm-hmm. And I then, and I think that would just solve all the problems. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're out of the house. Yes. Anyway. So let's kind of go with the girl first. Okay. Okay. She is a problem. She sounds like an epic handful. Yeah. Like, seriously. And the hard thing with this girl, like when I'm looking at this, is she really hasn't done anything illegal. You can't physically pick her up and make her go to counseling. Mm-hmm. She She's taking everything away, the mm-hmm. car, the cell phone, and she doesn't care. She just walks out of the house. Yeah. Like, how do you physically stop her? I'm kind of just thinking, you know, the old farm remedy <laughs> of uh, duct tape and baling twine. Duct tape and baling twine. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what that's what you fix everything. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But even a teenager. <laughs> you can fix tractors. You can fix fence. You can fix teenagers. Yep, baling twine. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, anyway, any ideas for you? Oh, well, let's let's. Get away from all the illegal ideas that you have just been sharing. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, we can't really tie them up, unfortunately. Okay. I, I do like your ideas, yeah, and they're valid, idea. but yeah. I think you might get in trouble. <laughs> um, Darn it. God, you know, I would look at, like, f- okay, for me, okay, if I had a teenager doing this, the first thing I would do if they were out of control like this is I would either call you or my brother right and ship their asses off okay because I know their uncle Joe would be a 
hard ass on him. Right. And I oh, know yeah. grandpa and you would be a hard ass on him. Right. And it's a, okay, well, if you can't function at home and be a good member of the family, then you can go live with Uncle Joe or Grandma and Grandpa and you can work your asses off on until the farm. In, mm-hmm. yeah, on the farm or whatever else until you decide that you're going to behave yourself. Right. And what that does actually is not only removes the the power struggle going on at home mm-hmm. with the defiance and the yelling, is she would not have the ability where we live and where Joe lives to walk out the door with friends. Yeah. There, we're in a rural community. Joe's very isolated. Mm-hmm. There is no option. You could walk out the door, but where the hell are you going to go? Yeah. Yeah, you can either go to the field next door or you can go to the field next door. Right. Mm-hmm. Pick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or just go sit in the barn. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. that's that's what I would do where it's like, okay. it doesn't seem like we have legal options at this moment or you don't want it to get to that point is remove them from the house in mm-hmm. a very in a healthy way right okay and make sure you don't remove them to a grandma that's just going to spoil them run and let them do anything they want but make sure they go to someone that's going to okay be so if you have valuable <laughs> so if you have family members that are willing to help you out for a while mm-hmm. utilize them as a support yeah okay that's what that's, i would do mm-hmm. yeah yeah i'm also you know, just because of my background of working with so many youth over the years in programs, mm-hmm. and I have worked with several different types of programs for um, residential treatment and out-of-home placements, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of like, you know, a lot of the girls that we saw in our programs were very defiant and basically out of parental control. Their Mm -hmm. parents could not control them. They would just leave. They were failing school. My guess is she's failing school. Yeah. There is no way that she's refusing to go, not doing packets, Mm -hmm. you know, and at age 16, you know, you really want them to try to graduate from high school and not you know, the other part of this is she's winning. Oh, very, yes. And so we have to remember that the parent has a responsibility to do something. Mm-hmm. If they just let this go, it's not going to work. Yeah. You know, because it's not going to just magically get better. Right. Something has, some intervention has to happen. Right. So looking at placements, there's a variety. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have everything from the old boot camp style, which is really not one that I recommend. That's yeah. that's kind of the old idea of kind of like the military. Military school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, <laughs> but they are still around. <laughs> oh, they are. And they are an option. Yeah. And they are still around. But my concern with those kind of programs is, you know, they're, they're ineffective only because they're almost traumatizing oh. for kids that are already struggling. Create more problems. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, looking at kind of a break off of that, we have, especially in Utah, we have an abundance of wilderness programs. Yeah. Okay. And there are wilderness programs that are not the military style boot camp. Mm -hmm. They are ones that are kind of more of an 
outdoor adventure. A lot of the wilderness programs really focus on things like um, horticulture, equine assisted therapy, things that just get the kids out Mm -hmm. that aren't like a residential treatment program. And those are more short term. Generally, when I remember working with kids that have come from wilderness, wilderness is like maybe a 30 day program. Okay. Okay. And a lot of times they like will like live in tents and have to like mm -hmm. really, there's not much of a modern. Yeah. Days living situation no, is, for them. It huh? is wilderness. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And they backpack in and they mm-hmm. spend time. They, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then there are the programs that are kind of a combination of that where they backpack in during the day but come back and stay. And those are the ones that might have the equine therapy program and the horticulture programs and stuff with them, mm-hmm. you know. But these are short term placements. These are basically to kind of jumpstart the kids back on the right path. A, a slight reset period mm-hmm. before yeah, moving on to a different mm-hmm. treatment or hopefully going home if right. they can, if they're mm-hmm. willing to <laughs> behave. Well, we ended up seeing a lot of kids in our program that had come from wilderness, and wilderness was like the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because the, the kids that came from wilderness were probably a little bit less resistant to being in a residential treatment placement because they'd already been out of the house Mm -hmm. for a while, you know? Yeah. And then we do have the option if her parents have no control of her and they just don't know what else to do, there are residential treatment programs. Yeah. And, you know, again, Utah tends to be a hub for residential treatment and there are all levels of them. There's Christian-based ones. There's, you know, they... One of the benefit of residential treatment is they also go to school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's a boarding school with, with a, therapy, a therapy twist mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. Yeah. So the kids end up, they're out of home. They end up in a placement where, you know, there's milieu staff. They're watched all the time. Mm-hmm. They're in a locked facility, essentially. M- most of it's locked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they don't mm-hmm. get to just run off and do their own thing. No. Yeah. It's a locked campus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. We did have several runaways, but... They didn't last long. (laughs) Yeah. My favorite was the ones that jumped the train. Gosh. (laughs) You know, ideas of a teenager. (laughs) I know. That was the best. (laughs) Anyway, everyone's out looking on New Year's Eve, Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. It's cold. Yeah. And they didn't have coats. They weren't dressed right. Uh, Again, the thought processes of teenagers. Right. (laughs) So here's one of the biggest problems I think that parents face with at-home placement is cost. Yes. Mm -hmm. I know for a fact I couldn't afford it. There's no way. Yeah. So options for that, you know, if people are really looking at, I've got to do something with my teenager, there are... Some insurances will pay portions of it. Like I'm thinking insurance might cover it for a small period of time, or they also will cover maybe the mental health part of it, the counseling services, Mm -hmm. the insurance. But you also can look at ones that have a sliding fee scale for people with need. Okay. Okay. And other programs offer scholarships, same thing. 
okay. for people who can't afford it based upon financial ability to pay. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I would honestly, if people are looking for residential treatment, I think I would just start Googling and getting creative on what programs offer what and what can I afford. Because mm-hmm. they are expensive. They are. They're not free. No, they yeah. are expensive. But they are also, I think, so beneficial. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember when you had girls out here and I was working with you with the equine therapy, it just night and day difference from the day they got here to the day they were leaving. Oh, I know. And I mean, they were still teenagers and sassy, but you could tell you're like, okay, you are officially going to succeed at life. Right. You now have the tools to, to function and, and be part a of person. It, part of the residential treatment program is working with the family. Mm-hmm. So the parents are also getting counseling. They're working as a family in counseling. And a lot of it's done remotely, but the kids have weekly sessions with their parents. It's like we're we're trying to look at the whole system, because mm-hmm. families are systems, mm-hmm. of what we need to do to repair this system, to yeah. make it successful when the child goes back. Yeah. You know, we just don't. It's not one of those just blame the teenager and that because basically, you know, parents need to step up and look Ultimately, at their part of it. Parents created it. Well, kind of. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, and <laughs> yeah. not all the time, but mm-hmm. parents are yeah. playing do play mm-hmm. a part in this. Because mm-hmm. not every teenager goes down a path like this, so no. it is no. on the parents too. Yeah. Even if you guys don't do a residential treatment, I would suggest you guys going to therapy and learning mm-hmm. ways to cope. On the back end of this. Right. Yes. Because clearly there's something lacking in your guys' parental abilities too that's allowing and causing mm-hmm. not helping the situation. Well, they did mention that she was spoiled. Uh-huh. Okay. The other thing that pops up for me in just reading this, this is reading between the lines, mm-hmm. is whether or not she's struggling with depression. Yeah. Because we look at this going south about the time COVID hit. And we know when kids were isolated, we had such an increase in depression. Kids really struggled not being able to participate in extracurricular activities, being able to go out with friends in groups. Hell, just going to school. I know. It was really hard. Just being out of the house for six hours a day. Right. And that's, according to this little theme from her mom, is when it started to go south. And then she's never really, like bounced back and started going to school, started being part of the school program. Mm -hmm. Apparently she still goes out with her friends when she's not supposed to. (laughs) But so looking at whether or not we have depression there. Mm -hmm. So what are the parents options of like getting her help for the depression if she doesn't go to counseling? Yeah. Or is she willing to go to the doctor? Yep. There's another idea. Mm -hmm. Yep. Because your medical doctor can prescribe an antidepressant. Yeah. You know. But then getting her to take it, getting mm -hmm. her, because so you're going to have to get some power back Mm -hmm. to get her to take that pill once a day, if if that's what they give her, or get her to even go to the doctor. I know. Yeah. When we've got defiance going on, like I said, you can't physically pick her up. Mm Mm-mm. Yeah. Well, I look at my my big teenager I have in the house, and if he blatantly told me no on something, it would it. it what what could I do? <laughs> well, not much. He's bigger than you. <laughs> exactly. That's the thing. Like, yeah. uh, okay, not sorry, sir. <laughs> yeah. Gonna... So yeah, this is a tough one because you know the only thing I'm wondering about is 
her leaving and not coming home. It doesn't say for how long yeah. she's gone. So I might be more on the hard ass side of things. And that might be because I was kind of raised by a hard ass. On well, thank you. <laughs> but consequences didn't get rescued when uh, I grew right. up. And honestly. Consequences. No. Behavior oh. didn't get rescued. There were consequences. No, no, no. But if I if I received a consequence, it oh, didn't get rescued. I see you didn't save me from a consequence. Oh hell no! It was a uh, well that was learned the hard yep. way, wasn't it? Yep. <laughs> you dug that hole. Yeah, now get out of it. <laughs> like I remember you telling me, and I knew it was it was like always on a joking scale, but I knew it wasn't. I knew it was one hundred percent serious. If I got brought home by the cops. Mm-hmm. You were not my family. I mm-hmm. was not your kid. Mm-hmm. You would claim that you had no idea who I was. Uh-huh. I am not your mother. I am not your mother. And I it do was not like, know this child. We'd always like laugh, but honestly, I I knew for a fact that no, oh, that that's legit true. Oh, yeah. You would just mm-hmm. shut the door and be like, nope, nope, I don't know her. <laughs> Never saw her before in my life. <laughs> but I'm kind of wondering what I think I would do is anytime she left the house without permission, or I discovered her gone. From her bedroom. Right. I'd call the cops on her. Okay. And either report her as a missing person, report her as a uh, runaway, report her as something. And I know that there are different um, time frames or people think there's different time frames and laws about when you can report people missing. Okay. Because a lot of a misconception is that you have to wait 48 hours or 24 hours. Yeah, right. But I'm finding, based off all of my crime podcasts I listen to, my true <laughs> crime, that that's actually not necessarily even a law anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. There you go. And I know it sounds dramatic because you know she's going to come back eventually, but... Yeah, because it says she comes back, she, but it's a battle. It's a battle. When she comes home. Maybe let a cop bring her ass home a few times. Well, there you go. And I don't know if you maybe know somebody who who knows someone in the police force that's maybe... An insider. An insider that could maybe like help you and really make it dramatic. Cuff her, put her in the back of the car... Book her in jail and leave her ass there for a while because she's not where she's supposed to be. And she didn't have permission to leave. She didn't have permission to leave. And maybe you don't answer your phone when she calls you the first few times. (laughs) So what you probably, if you're going to go down, like, play this tape out, if you're going to go down that, you probably need to find out in your area what laws, what the law is. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah, but, but I wouldn't I'd, be opposed to calling the sheriff's department or the police department in your local area and just say, "Look, I need to pick your guys's brain here." Yeah, this yeah. is what I'm up. What against. are my options when they yeah. leave without permission? Yeah, okay, and just be frank with them. Like, okay, I'm worried go. that we are on a path of mm-hmm. no return here. How can I scare the shit out of my right. daughter for leaving the house when she's not supposed to? Right. Yeah. I mean, I that's my personality, though. I would not be a po- one bit opposed to walking into a police station and be like, okay, look, guys. <laughs> yeah. I need help here. What are my options? And mm-hmm. I, because I know for a fact that that would have happened to me as a teenager, that would have been the last time I went out without permission. Right. If I had mm-hmm. a cop grab me. So it's kind of back to the idea of we can do it the easy way. Or we can do it the hard way. Mm-hmm. And the easy way is cooperate. Let's go to counseling. Let's look at, you know, options for school. The hard way is the police can intervene. Yeah. Okay. You leave this house again. Mm-hmm. I'm calling the cops on you. Yep. Test me. So there you go, Karen. 
there's there's our ideas on uh, your little darling child, your little, <laughs> little six, six your little year. sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, what about the boy? Well, honestly, while we're on that whole cop thing, <laughs> okay, I'd almost I think I'd utilize that with him too. Okay, how? Like, I don't know if you know where he's at. Or if it you says can, he comes home on time. He comes home on time. It's like if you think he might be doing something illegal, I don't know. Just find a way to like scare him straight somehow. Okay. I, I, I don't know how, and it's like because with it's easier with the the girl store, the girl from the story, yeah. because she's leaving the house and she's doing right. bad things. Um, but this kid, it says, is doing okay in school. Has been suspended a couple times for minor violation. Comes home on time and is respectful at home. So you're kind of thinking, like, let it play out. Maybe, yeah. Like, okay, I mean. When she says it's only a matter of time. Yeah, maybe So if he does get caught with his friends doing stuff that they are doing, let it play out. Yeah. Don't rescue that. Yeah. Okay. One of my favorite, um, and why I'm so prone to say that with the cops and I'm like that is 100% what I do with my kids is because I had an old boss and he told me a story I mean his kids are so grown now he now has great grandkids but when his kids were younger the um one of the oldest I think it might have been the oldest son got caught shoplifting and the store manager called him okay and um, my boss was like, call the cops on him. And the store manager's like, well, sir, we don't need to get it to that. He goes, no, you do. Call the cops on him. So how old was this kid at the I time? I think he was like he 17. Said- he was driving. Oh, he drove himself. There. Yeah, he okay. drove himself to okay. the store to okay. create a problem. Oh, he's yes. one of those 16-year-olds we're talking about. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, these ones that you just don't want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just don't have, six- don't have the teenagers. Yeah. But anyway, so the store manager's like, well, I can't. And he tells him, he goes, if you don't call the cops on him for shoplifting, I will. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay. So anyways, um, they let, like, he hangs up. He says, I was in the middle of doing yard work. Finished my yard work. I mowed the lawn, <laughs> weed whacked, whatever. Took he, his sweet time. Took his sweet time. He goes, in fact, um, he, my wife knew, that all the kids knew that he was at the store with cops. You know, we're uh-huh. getting called on him and stuff. He goes, I ate my dinner. I took my <laughs> sweet time. And then I'm finally, I guess his wife, the mom was like, okay, enough. Go get this figured out. Like enough. Uh-huh. Like she can't handle it anymore. He's like, all right. So he meanders his way on up to the store and he gets there and the cops are just about like, okay, what do we do here? Like, Okay. You know, because the store manager filled him in that the dad was like, call the cops on him. So the cops have gotten there waiting. Okay. My boss isn't answering the phone. Nothing, <laughs> you know. And so they're like, okay, I guess we're booking him. Right. You know, okay. so they're they're just about ready to make a decision. And my boss walks in. And his son's like, oh, thank God. Dad. Oh, okay. And he goes, uh-uh. Sit back down. And the kid sits. And he pulls one of the cops out. And he goes, take him to jail. And the cop's like... <laughs> What? He goes, cuff him, throw him in the back of the car, be mean, put him in jail. I will pick him up in the morning. And the cop was like, and at first he's like laughing and goes, 
I am serious. Make him spend a night in jail. And the cop's like, it was like a $3 thing. And yeah, and like, the store's not pressing charges, uh, yeah, the obviously. Store's like, yeah. They called you to pick him up. Like, what the <laughs> heck's happening? So anyways, my boss got his son booked into jail, made him sit there all night and didn't pick him up to the next morning. Oh. And all of the cops by the end of, uh, by the next morning, they were loving this. And they right. were eating it up and scaring the crap out of him. Oh, poor kid. But he <laughs> never, once they went and picked him up, right? he never, ever wanted to break the law again. And none of his siblings wanted to either. After they watched what yeah, dad did. Yeah, because they're like, dad will make you rot in jail. So that's, yeah. after I heard that, I was like, that's that's a legit yeah. way to handle that, actually. Yeah, exactly. Just let it play out. See mm-hmm. what happens. If mm-hmm. he goes to jail, he goes to jail. It and don't rescue might it. might be the first and last time. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. You know, the other thing, too, the therapist in me. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. That part. Okay. <laughs> she always comes out. I know. <sighs> she's hiding. But she's coming out now. So the idea of maybe it doesn't say much. This is just a short little thing. But I'm just wondering about... Just open communication, sitting down with him and just honestly explaining your concerns, why you don't like the friends, you know, and put it more on you don't like their behavior. Because if you attack friends, he's going to get real defensive Mm -hmm. and they're really good and all that, but they might be good, but the things they're doing aren't. The things they're doing are in are illegal. And one of the sayings that dad has always had is, if you hang with wolves, you're a wolf. Mm -hmm. Okay. So like she said, it's only a matter of time. You hang with people that are doing illegal activities and you're just as bad as they are and you're just as likely to get caught. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just explain that, you know, you can have friends but when they do things that are all illegal, you need to decide how to separate from that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it doesn't say that he's smoking pot. It just says that the friends were. But if you've got concerns that he might be participating mm-hmm. and he might be smoking pot, just say, you know, just to make sure that you're being honest and you're not part of this problem, there's, you know, at-home drug tests now. Yeah. You know, drug test him and just say, you know, we're concerned that if you're hanging with these kids that are smoking pot and getting in trouble, we want to make sure you're not part of that because if so, we've got to intervene. Yeah. You know, and maybe that kind of just sitting down and communicating concern, Mm -hmm. you know, because it says he's respectful at home, which tells me that he probably has a fairly good relationship with parents. Yeah. It just seems like. But when he's out, out of, the house, of the house, that's where the problems are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what goes on when he leaves? Because it says he comes home on time. He does chores when asked. So we're not having a big problem. A huge defiant. We're just yeah. having a problem that her fear is he's going to get hooked up with this bad crowd. Or he yeah. is hooked up with him. He's going to end up mm-hmm. in trouble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe to, you know, show him what happens when you go down that kind of a path, mm-hmm. too. When you start young, getting in trouble and doing illegal things and... End up in detention. End up in a detention. Yeah. If you have one locally, show him what that's like. Yeah. Just kind of go, you know, life's about choices and you're getting old enough, these choices are going to have bigger consequences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
Oh boy, I'm glad my kids are raised. Yeah, and hey, I was a good teenager too. I was, I was just perfect. I wasn't one of those ones you needed to get rid of. No, no, <laughs> you actually were really good. Except the rolling in eyes and clucking that got dad going. But other than that, you were good. Like that. <laughs> you were a professional. <laughs> anyway. Okay, well, I think that's all I have on this one. Yeah, what, you got th- anything else? No, I think that wraps it up and just... Good luck. <laughs> yeah, don't get it. Good luck. Sorry for having to deal with that. That would be so hard. It would be. I'm scared for my future with... I have three more to go through the teenage years, and I'm I'm a little nervous about it. Well, like you said, you can always send them here. <laughs> yep. Send them off. Get them away. 911, mom, take the kids. <laughs> Make his life hell. Take them. Oh, got it. Okay. Right. Well, I think that about wraps it up. And uh, we will catch you all next time.